One, two, three. Can you hear me out there? Can you hear me out there? Hi, this is a Tamika podcast show. Hi and hello. How are you doing? What am I talking about? What is the whole thing I'm making reference to right now? This name of this podcast is called To Love and Not To Love. It's a reason why I say what I said, the phrase, love or not to love. But I would love to tell you some things. So, first of all, thank you for all the love and support. Your precious time. And let's get back to the subject matter, which is at hand. Again, thank you and welcome for coming. And yes, please leave a detailed message. Text. Yes, your voice is welcome here on this podcast. It is absolutely free. So thank you for your time and your attention. So I know we have things to do, so I'm diving right into it. To love or not to love. Um, Life is complicated and hard as it is. We all have our balance, unique balances we have to manage and take care of. If we don't take care of them, well, they would take care of us. Love or not to love? You know, our choices and what we choose to do are endearment of affection, are not giving a damn, us closing the door, us pretend like bad things are not going on when they are going on relying to ourself do you do that i do it all the time somehow that's a sick sad way to function i admit but what do you do when god has blessed you with a unique type of heart that loves people and You've been through so many different things. I'm talking about me now. But maybe that's, this is you too, so hear me out. You were blessed with a heart pure like gold. And, well, unfortunately, this world we live in, well, you deal with people whose heart is the complete opposite. Filthy. Love being filthy. Love being horrible to people just because they can and get off on it, you know? I'm not saying every person is this way, but this is the world we live in today. I won't say the world itself is evil. No, the world is amazing. The universe is a wonder that keeps me guessing. What about you? Something that I enjoy seeing. Okay, I don't travel outside of our atmosphere, but what I'm able to see within our atmosphere is phenomenal. And I'm grateful that my eyes and my heart is penetrated by so much beauty that it's being exposed before me. What about you? I'm just talking about what I enjoy, what I love. Let's get back to the choice of to love or not to love. That is the question here on this podcast. Hello, if you're just tuning in to this podcast, this is Tamika making reference to life itself. You choose to pretend like people who are suffering are not suffering. I've done it. I'm not proud of it. I've told you once before, I've done it. I've 
ignored the suffering of other people because it seemed too big for me. This seemed like something I didn't want to get wrapped into. And the world tells me because my heart is a certain way that I've noticed it from the door and I ignore it to fit in, but I stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I stick out. And today I've learned to accept me. This is who I am. I've always been this way, even as a little girl, I remember being giving and sharing and it came so easy to me. I didn't have to fight too hard for it. You know, kids are a different type of creature. When I said they were a different type of creature, they're amazing. I'm a, I work with kids before COVID-19 and I'm hoping to see those smiley faces in the fall. I don't know if we're going back yet. I think a lot of parents are scared with good reasoning because of COVID-19. But, um, and I've also been um, a nanny, a live-in nanny. Ooh, that's not an easy job. But the kids make it more than worthwhile. Um, I would say that was the best part of my job. I'm not my boss. We ain't gonna go there. But I'm gonna make reference to what I love, what I care about. And, you know, I think God allows certain troubles to happen to us. To be, to be able to give back and be a blessing to other people. I, he already knows what's in our heart. And because he knows what's in our heart, those are opportunities for us to be a blessing to one another. So if you have one of those rare type of hearts, this is a beautiful thing. In an awkward, weird, upside, turn upside down, crazy people within the world see i've said the world this world that the world and the universe itself is amazing it's the people that's within the earth that their hearts are and their minds are in the wrong direction and i say these people don't deserve mercy because they do well mercy is something you can't earn in the first place so let me take it back mercy is for those who seek it right so i am wondering how do we deal with poverty and war and violence? How do you deal with it? You don't have to answer me. I ain't God. I question you. I question us all. I question even Tamika Michelle Newell, myself. I question me because don't think you're not going to run into it because as long as you're on this earth with breath in your body and you're living, you're in the land of living, you're going to run into it. And when I say the word run into it, I mean it's around you. You know, some things I thought was just literally for, um, and I'm wrong for saying this, by the way, um, and I admit it, I thought the poverty that, that my eyes seen in L.A. was for third world countries. I'm not saying it was right that it happens in third world countries, but I hear about it in third world countries. The poverty I seen was of this little girl, and I know I keep talking about it, right? So I thought I'd be proactive, and I communicate with social services. Now, I told myself to be kind because, because I'm still in with the state. They are already bombarded with the homeless community, and... I don't, I'm not from that state, you see? So people from LA, and I live in Jersey, and they know I'm a tourist. You, you see how they're looking at it like, well, these, this is my perception. 
I said, Timothy, you better be careful because you're talking to the state and you're asking the state for help. Now, I'm not saying every state is wrong. Look, I used to be homeless on the, on the strip of Las Vegas and ta-da, God permitted compassion to happen for some people who were from London, England, who just loved my God and loved upon me and didn't even know me. And that's all I needed, really. And I feel like a lot of us, that's all we really need. I'm going to tell you what I see. What I see is this. When I communicated with literally four different departments, yes, y'all, I'm fighting for this little girl. I don't even know who she is. don't know who she's going to become. But to me, her life is worth it. I don't know her parents and what she's going through, but I got attitude from California. Unfortunately, I did. I'm telling you, a three-year-old is homeless in a tent, and she's living out there. I'm telling you this, but instead of feeling bad, you want to say this. Because, like I said, I knew they going to get offended. They're going to see, oh, she's a tourist. She don't live in California. She's not a part of us. I got that feeling. What I mean is, I'm a part of the human race. Now, probably wants to curse, but I don't have to because that's beneath me. Yeah, I'm hurting on the inside. I have a right to hurt because I'm hurting because this little girl has been homeless I don't know how long. And to love or not to love, to give a damn or to give a damn, I give a damn. That's a part of who God made me. Do you know who you are in God? See, when you find out who you are in God, you find out who you are. I find out this is who I am. God has blessed me in different ways. He created me and blessed me in different ways. And I don't make apologies for it. I used to when I was younger because I didn't know people that was like me. See, like I said, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I didn't fit around the cynical, sick people that I knew growing up around me. I'm not saying all my teenager life, all my childhood adolescent life was bad. I'm not saying that. But you recognize what's not right, what's wrong, and what you're a part of and what you're not a part of. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but the God who made heaven and hell, who made this whole universe, and all his love is manifested in it. Universes, I don't know. They say it's more than one universe. I ain't even out there. I don't know. <laughs> okay? But what I do know is that God made all of it. I don't have to know when. For what? Okay, I'm just saying sometimes we ask questions that it don't make. Is it going to make me love God anymore? Is it going to make me love you anymore? Is it going to make me respect myself anymore? No. <laughs> There's some questions that, like, I think people ask to get a certain type of result. You know, we call them clever people, you know, but I love to love people. And to me, kids are a different type of people. They're younger people. They're little people. But they little, but they do matter. What I got was attitude over the phone. I was being rushed off the phone. I'm telling you, I went through four different departments. I'm telling you what I went through. To give a damn or not give a damn. I give a damn. But I make no apologies for it. And if you give a damn, you know what? Make no apologies for it. Because that's a part of who you are. This world and the people within this world and their hearts is so tainted and messed up. When I think about a child, I think about a child not being tainted. 
three years old, they're not like us. They're not, they're similar, but they're not like us. They don't deal with life like we deal with life. And if they do deal with life like that, because they learned it, it's not their fault. They mimic it. Three years old, they're mimicking it. Three years old, they're not the same type of beast. Maybe y'all don't understand me. God has a certain love for kids that is different versus us. Yes, we're his kids. I'm 40 years old. God knew me before I was conceived, according to the book of Jeremiah. He knew me before I was in my mother's womb, for those who know the book of Jeremiah. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a, a Bible astrologer or scholar or any of that, but I know the book of Jeremiah. And he said, I knew you when you were being knit together in your mother's womb. That's deep. He knew, hallelujah. He knew you. He knew that little girl. He knew I would see that. And how the fire and the leader in me stood up. And to give a damn, yes, I give a damn. I called the police. And what I got is a social worker with a mouth. I got five, four different, I'm sorry, three different women. Oh, the devil love to use the women. Because they know I don't have a whole bunch of respect for them. First of all, respect is earned. You cannot expect me to be happy about you talking down to me and giving me the rundown of the rights of these parents. It's almost like you're saying, I'm going to tell you, me who's seeing this girl play in rubble, me who's seeing who was afflicted in pain for days. I've been here a little over a week. It's been a little over a week. And I've been afflicted in pain because... If I seen her, that tells me there's other people that seen her. Hmm. And they've done nothing. People see the Tit City area. They, oh my God. This tells me that God heard this little girl. Maybe she don't know God enough to pray, but God know her. That's enough. That's enough. Just like, for example, me being homeless in Las Vegas, Nevada, four years ago. I had no support, had no love, at least I thought I had none. I had the complete opposite of support. I had the police coming after me like I'm a criminal. I was, part of me kind of wish I robbed a bank. The way they hounded us, the way they told us to leave or, or come back later or some crap like that. I actually had someone nice to say come back later. No, they would tell me to leave off the strip. You know, like I'm in their pocket. That No, I'm in the pocket of their owners. The casinos in Clark County, they own everything. Okay? So, to give a damn or not give a damn. I thought no one gave a damn about me. I didn't give a damn about me. I said about a week before I met those three Christian women, God started putting things in my heart, igniting fire to believe that miracles can happen. He had me speak to a tourist. Who told me a story about him and his friends who last time they were in Vegas. He gave me $10 to see that I was homeless. I was on the tourist double-decker bus, by the way, for those who don't know what it is. That's a deuce bus. They call it a deuce bus, a double-decker bus. It's a tourist bus that anybody can ride it. The point I'm making, me and him was talking. And he told me about him and his friend who owned a private chat. And they took a couple of homeless people off the strip of Las Vegas. And, they, and he said, I don't have much money, but here you go. He gave me $10. As he talking to me, I'm 
taking it all in and I'm taking it all in. He said, well, it happened for them. It can happen to you. He actually said that to me. And he said, they're not homeless on the strip right now. He actually said that to me. You know, I didn't have to hit a, a jackpot. I didn't have to gamble to, to make it big and my life be better in Las Vegas. Because truthfully, that's a lot of us, our mindsets in Vegas. Hit a jackpot. Win-win. Hit a jackpot. Win-win. Gamble-gamble. Throw your money away. Throw your life away. If you let this casino, Las Vegas, Clark County life do it. Look, folks, for those in the 702, know that I am not talking against y'all. I'm talking against the evil that's within that city. Yeah, that draws a certain type of camaraderie of wrong from the laws. I'm talking locally, legislators to the people and the way they look down and demean the homeless who ain't got no house. I'm going to pick somebody who ain't got no house, who wear the house on their back. You know, a book bag. So that's why a lot of the homeless are not even allowed in the casinos. If they got a book bag, they're not allowed to go in there. They say, oh, we could think you're a terrorist. So since when did the homeless become a stereotype for Al-Qaeda or any governmental, <laughs> uh, well... I just think that's bullshit. It's just another way to discriminate against the homeless. When you live in the state, in the city, you abide by, by the laws. So you have people putting their stuff in garbage cans. Or we had lockers um, that a lot of times they got taken and stolen. I had my stuff taken like four or five times. Yeah. Big money move making. I'm not saying everybody's still there. Please don't take it that way. But when you're a person who's holding everything on your back and then you start hiding it and then you start trusting these government um, people who everybody who work for the government, unfortunately, their, their MO is not the same. Some people have a real heart and concern about the public at hand, the community that they're working for, and they, they actually give a damn. They, yes, they love and they give a damn. So they took a job that they knew would help other people and would help not just people but families variety of afflicted problems that have them in being homeless and there's a lot don't you think for a minute it's just drugs and it's just um drunks and alcoholics and it's a real problem um gambling don't think it's only them type of people see when you have a type of perception of them you think the worst of them. That show you where your mind is at. And that's saying a lot about you. So I want to say this. How do we deal with the world at hand? I'm still fighting for this girl. Because I had the cops go out there. And they claim they can't find her. Hmm. I don't believe they went over there. You want to hear my opinion? I don't believe they went over there. That's my opinion. I'm not there. And they say it's kind of complicated to find her. Because there's so many other homeless people. Yeah, I actually told them how she looked, what age she was, and what she was wearing last time I seen this little girl. I actually spoke about the color of her tent, what was next to her tent, which was her Barbie battery car. I could not believe a place where all the stars live at, that the state is not doing more. There's a part of me saying, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't about shit. A part of me wants to say that. And then they got so offended. I'm not fighting them. I'm advocating for this girl. I'm not saying y'all a piece of shit like I should tell y'all. 
you gonna tell me it's completely legal for the parents to be homeless? What about this little girl? Stop treating her like she a damn property. She's a person. What about her? Hmm? I wanted to say that, but I said, don't say anything. They're offended. When people are offended already fighting you, it's really hard to come at them like, look, it's ill. I'm sure it's illegal to not take care of your own kids. It got to be illegal. And there's other people who would take care of your kids. And I'm not trying to get the girl taken away from her um, her parents. Know that everyone, every family has problems. Oh, God. this Now I thought that me going to the state and talking to a social worker, a partner was like, you, you should know better than that shit. Because when the state came out, by the way, I talk about my abuse and the things I afflicted. I endured. Like, this little girl's enduring your life. And I got this feeling that this little girl, parents need to be, this little girl, parents needs to be, um, well, thrown in, in jail. They're going to say, oh, it's, they kept saying, oh, it's completely legal. You're talking as if this little girl made the choice to be homeless. This little girl made a choice to be born here. This little girl made a choice to come and just live her life amongst the homeless. This little girl made this choice. No, y'all offended. Y'all are so offended at this New Jerseyan artist who actually took footage. I should have took footage of that little girl, but I was in a state of shock. I couldn't move. I remember, y'all ever seen Garfield on people's windows? That's how I felt I was looking. My, I, I could feel my eyes dilating. You ever been to the, the eye doctor? Because I have. And you know how your eyes feel when they dilate. They get, you feel this super bigness. And I can feel that in both of my eyes. And my eyes were stuck on that window. Looking like Garfield, but only I'm a human. Face plastered to that window, seeing this little girl come out of a tent. I didn't want to believe she was going through this. So let's get back to the whole words of giving a damn. Should we give a mind a fuck about a little girl suffering in L.A.? Yes. I made the yes. They actually gave me the phone number to their um, police department. I said, can y'all still check and see for her? She's out there. People don't want to deal with their problems. That's the thing. It's kind of sad for a, a person from New Jersey contact you about your shit. You, people don't like to be showing their shit. I was told this in life. I wasn't cursing them out and saying, y'all piece of shit. Y'all let this little girl be homeless and then tell me the rights of their, of this little girl's um, parents. I'm not saying this little girl came, her um, parents can't be homeless. I'm talking about her. Here in Jersey and any other state I know, a lot of parents are afraid to go to the shelters because they don't want their kids to be taken. Well, take care of your damn kids. There's so much help out there for kid, for parents versus single person. I'm not saying there isn't no help for single people. I'm just saying it's harder to get help when you're a single, healthy person versus a parent. A parent... The state, hurry up and help you. Um, it's immediate because they know if they're being honest about the whole situation. That's what the woman gave me the phone number after I made this comment. I said, maybe you're not aware of this because, see, I used to be homeless. I said, 
It is a life-threatening situation. I said, it is a risky, life-threatening situation. And I don't want this girl to lose her life because of choices her parents made on her behalf. They didn't really make choices for her. Let the situation dictate their own choices. They really didn't make real good choices, obviously. If me, who ain't even related to this child in no type of way, is going to bat for her when her parents are not trying to, whoever is her guardian. So let me get off of that subject because I found myself getting so angry that I was fought just now, just now, me trying to communicate with the state about this little girl. So I'm getting this set up to where the police go come out there and look for her until they find this little girl. They're going to find her. See, this is the thing. When you're not homeless, it's really hard to understand where I'm coming from. This little girl body may be found somewhere. People don't want to believe that because it is a given that 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 good feeling, overjoying, fuzzy feeling that makes them feel safe and secure. While y'all in y'all in y'all place, I'm thinking it's about the state. I'm not talking about you. Please, 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 please hear me. It's not about you. It's about people who have the power to help and choose not to those people in particularly i'm talking about that state i'm talking about different people who kept reminding me about their parents rights they're talking like i'm the fucking police i'm not the police i'm a person who advocating for this little girl's well-being where obviously her parents are not doing i'm assuming there's something wrong with the parents and i blame them i blame the state who kept telling me the rights of a person to personally (laughs) it's like having a person captive can you imagine being a child she probably was born in that shit someone actually said this to me when I said I should call the police they said ain't nobody gonna come down here they scared he said ain't nobody gonna come down here they think the worst of these people if they see them as people I, I hurt when I hear these type of things. He's from L.A., who the person who said this to me, he would know. He said, this is Skid Row Town. He said, this is a city within a city. He would know. He's from L.A. I don't know nothing about no L.A. besides it being something on the, on the map. That's it. And I heard different things about L.A., but I don't know L.A. This person named Lloyd, he's from, he's from, I wouldn't say downtown L.A., but he's from L.A. Born and raised is what he told me. So he would know, personally. My whole point is, if you have the opportunity, I'm going to say it again. If you have the opportunity to give a damn, give a damn. If you have not only the opportunity to give a damn, don't think it's a bad thing because people are so cold and cut off. A lot of the world is this way. I say the world, but people within the world. Because the world itself is a blessing. Life itself is a blessing. It's a gift to be treasured. Please hear me out. But people are so cold and calculating. See, all of us ain't got the best parents. I tell you, I admit it. 
I love both my parents, but they don't love me. Like, how can you say that about your parents? Very easily. When you have parents, when they have money, they get funny. They taught me this shit way before I moved out the house. And when I lived a life on my own, I'm grown. You do it all on your own. When I'm telling a parent that I'm in need and I'm afraid to ask you because I know how you make me feel. You offer voluntarily and then you chew me out even more a week later and change your mind because it's too inconvenient for you. This is my mother. I know you can say I'm sorry just in case you give a damn. Just in case you love or you care not to love. Or you, you, you cut off to make yourself distant from the type of pain. I'm not happy about that. But my mother has done that to me on more than one occasion. When I am telling her that I need help. You would think it would be like breathing for a mom. But remember I said I have a mother not a mom. There is a giant difference. My mother, one is why I don't talk to her. Why should I? All we do is fight and argue. If I want that shit, I can get it from any Joe Smo. I don't need it from my mother. All I'm going to do is fuck up the way I see myself. And I wish I could tell her these things, but I know she don't give a damn. So why would I tell her all that? Why would I invest my time and energy like that? For what? So, and my dad, he's cut off fish like that too. It's been times that he's helped me. I admit that. But that doesn't okay his bullshit today. The thing that me and him have issues with, beyond other things as a dad, him not being there, being an absentee father, and he expect us to be okay with it. That's fucking insane. You are an absentee father. You only get so much respect for that, which is none. Because none, you didn't earn it. Why should I respect you? Think about it. You want to put God in the equation? The God of my understanding loved me first. Before I loved him. He loved me way before I knew him. When I was speaking against him. When I said his word. This shouldn't happen. I remember times I used to speak against the Bible. Yes. Me who believe in God's word today. I admit it. In my youth who did not know God. In my time where I was not being raised as a Christian at all or any type of faith to be honest with you I used to say things against the Bible because I have friends who were into the word of God and Tamika was into the darkness I'm being honest with you for a minute I've came a very far ways versus now today I'm a believer it's not because I have friends telling me about the Bible but them people them people much as I love them I knew how to have an opinion on my own I can have an opinion Versus God. God has truth. I have an opinion. There is a difference. So. To give a damn or not give a damn. Sometimes we feel like we don't have. The power to help people. And like. We lie to ourselves. I've done it so many times. Like. For example, with this little girl, I felt like I had no power because she's not my daughter. And then I knew the state was going to get mad at me. And I spoke to more than one case manager who was not happy with the fact that I called them and showed them their shit in L.A. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. I'm not saying these case managers um, own the homeless people. 
don't get it mixed up or twisted. But because you feel offended without me attacking you, I kind of am attacking them, to be frank. Uh, how am I attacking them? I'm showing them their shit in a really nice way, saying, y'all not doing shit. Why is this girl going through this? Not only, she probably was born in this, because this girl was used to it. She was outside playing with her Barbie car as if she was in a playground. This is her playground. I have to realize that. So, and this is her childhood. This is her life. This little girl may be dead because of the negligence of not only her parents, but the state. You know how many homeless people that are found that are murdered because they're homeless, who are tortured, even in this the great state that I love, even in Jersey. You know how many people of all ages, by the way, don't think it's all drunks and drug addicts that they find like this, and that doesn't make it okay, even if it was all them. You hear me? <sighs> to give a damn or to not give a damn. So I'm trying to save this girl's life. See, some people think, oh, you just want to, like, you just have an opinion about shit. Just like I have an opinion about things, you have an opinion. I'm trying to tell you to do your damn job in a real nice way. I am attacking them. I have to realize I am. I'm attacking them. Yeah, I'm telling them that we have a homeless girl out here and a homeless family out here. And y'all not doing shit in a real indirect way, but quite direct way. Today, I let them know this. And I got a very negative response. Oh, we can't find her. Y'all ain't looked. I know people. I know society. I used to be homeless. This girl may be dead because of negligence of not just the parents. Now, you have kids that unfortunately die from abuse in different ways. I know me saying this little girl being dead is a bit much. But I don't know if I'm catching y'all attention to give a damn or not. When I think about a little girl, I think about potential versus us. I'm not saying we don't have potential. But kids have not learned that they can't do something versus us. You catch me? At three years old, I knew writing was something that I wanted to do. My aunt inspired me. She still inspires me today. She's a published writer. So it's my grandmother who passed away on my father's side. My grandma. Grandma Claudette. The point I'm making is, at three years old, I had really bold thoughts like a woman, similar to a woman. I knew that I can do it. I just knew it. And writing is something easy for me. It always have been. I've gotten letters and response back from Barack Obama. Every time I wrote to big elected officials, I've gotten responses. Why? Because I know how to write. And it's easy for me. It's a gift for me. And it keeps giving. So my point I'm saying is, I'm a passionate artist. I'm a passionate person. And I don't make apologies for that. I love and I love big. And I don't make apologies for that. My, my God. If that's you, don't make apologies for it. I encourage you to embrace it. I'm going thousands of miles away. It takes two and a half days to get here on the bus. And yes, my knees is hurting. It's still recuperating. My legs are still sore from being on the Greyhound bus. I can tell you that. I am that far from this little girl. But 
my heart was troubled and it still is because I noticed I don't blame the parents completely. I blame and I don't blame a little girl. Of course not. She's three years old. She's so not the problem. The problem is a variety of things. And I don't know all of them. One of them is that state. When I spoke to the state about this little girl and spoke of her age, she looked about three. She probably was younger than that, but I give her three years old. They say to me, oh, that's common in L.A. I'm like, what? Like, that's the usual, like, like that's easy as breathing. Part of me say, what the fuck? I know my law enough to know that that little girl going through what she's going through is completely illegal for that little girl. She's not an item. She's a person. And when they gave me the phone number to the sheriffs, I'm going to set up something to where they go looking for her every week. I'm not going to let up till they find her. I'm going to have to be that because obviously this little girl don't have that in her life. I have to realize that. Most people, they see a homeless person versus a three-year-old homeless person. It's still a person altogether. But some people, like myself, when they come out to a kid, that's... I, I pause because I realize in this world that it's just and unjust things that happen. And um, I'm so glad I believe in God the way I do because that has kept me. Even in this, because it's given me peace and understanding that there's going to be hard times for everybody, even the children, even the babies. And to me, three-year-old is a baby, okay? I'm 40 years old. To me, three-year-old is a baby. And I wonder... About this mother of hers. I wonder about this father of hers. This is what kills me with people. They make choices to have a kid. They make choices to have her. She's beautiful. And, and three years old, they look so cute. And they are so cute. But this is how I'm seeing it. Yeah, they have fun having her. They're at the cute stage right now. What, what happens when the novelty runs off when she's six years old? Oh, yeah, that's, that, that baby look starts to go away, and she starts to grow up if it ain't start happening to her. Her self-esteem and her self-worth, how much uh, this life of homelessness is going to do to her? This is a great country where you can actually come from literally nothing. And I'm a living example. I'm not saying the word that I'm nothing. And I'm not saying the per people who don't have anything are nothing. No, because they matter too. And God loves them too. I would say God loves them in a special way. Because he knows why they're, going with their, why they're going through the mess they're going through. He knows why they're in pain. He knows why they're in agony. More than we who are on the outside know. And to me, a kid is innocent. So God wants the kids to come to him and us to not be in their way. For us to deny a child and tell me about the law gets so offended 
because I'm telling you about your shit in a real nice way. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a social worker. I'm just a person who chooses to love, who chooses to care. Are you one of them people? I don't know what all your situations that y'all run into. This ain't even my child. And there's a part of me that kind of wish I can just cut off from it, but I can't. Because that's, that's not how God created me. You see, I don't speak up a lot. But when it comes out to a child, I'm a straight warrior. I can't help it. It's like people who can't defend themselves. A three-year-old can't defend themselves. What the fuck? Do, oh, God. A part of me think about their parents and the state they live in. How they sleep at night. They probably sleep very well. I know people like that who do vindictive evil shit and they sleep quite well. Part of me say they had sex and they had her. That mother who cared her for nine months. That father who supposed to provide for her. The only pain that mother might have felt. I like to think she's hurting and the father was hurting that they put their kid in that situation, but maybe they're not hurting. They're some of the same people who are cut offish and cold, or they pretend to be cold real easy, you know, to pretend they fit in with the rest of the sick, sad, sadistic world, a sad, sadistic, sad world they live in. And a lot of, I said the world, but the people that they're around and circumstances and situation is sad and sadistic. Yeah. So, a part of me says, where is this, these parents' mind and heart and spirit is at? Because, see, I'm in Jersey. I, I, I can't do nothing for that little girl. I'm doing what I'm being told to do at this point. I'm, I'm way back in Jersey. And, like, I went right to the social services because if I would have left that, that bus station, I would have I been more lost in L.A. And California is huge. I wouldn't do that to myself. I got enough sense to know. Get the hell out. <laughs> this is not where you live. This is where you're visiting. And yes, I was tempted to stay. Of course I was. But I know I don't have the money to um, keep up a certain lifestyle of not being homeless. To keep up a certain lifestyle that I have protected and took good care of here in Jersey. My, and you know what? Governor Murphy and the government here, they help the homeless. What that happened... What I told y'all what happened in L.A., it's not illegal here for uh, homeless people to be homeless. No. They're using that as a confusion method. I'm not confused. I'm fucking mad as hell. How dare you allow this to happen to these little kids? How dare you? Sick son of a bitch. Stay. I'm talking about the state of California. How did you sleep at night? This person's life is at risk every damn day because of the state who refused to do their job. And the truth be told, maybe they don't have a job without y'all. You know, that's a part of me that's really mad. I have a right to speak this shit out. How dare you do this to these kids? If it's happening to her, it's happened to a variety of kids in L.A. You let this third world poverty lifestyle consistently happen. These people who got these cushy-ass jobs, I call it cushy because they, they're on their ass and not doing what they're supposed to do. And you wouldn't have me advocating for this little girl if I didn't see that. If 
this was uh, been going on the radar probably for years and me the the visitor who was just doing a, a artist project I can't separate from my artist project some people say create an art sell it and that's it that's so cold and calculating you can't find joy in it I find joy in helping people and I find pain in it's a part of me take pleasure in fucking with people who don't do what's right. And that's me all day. I didn't realize that until I got delivered from the situation of being homeless. It's a part of me take pleasure in fucking with people who don't give a damn. I don't give a damn about you. I don't care less about your fucking feelings. Really, the truth be told, you're a sick, sad, sadistic person. And you need to stop feeding off of other people's demise. I don't like you. That's really the truth behind it. I'm not talking about you personally. No. I'm making reference to the people who profit off of other people's demise. That'd be the state. That'd be politicians' bullshit. That'd be <laughs> different police officers. I'm not saying all police officers. I'm saying some. I'm saying people with authority and power see what they do. See how they treat people. They basically were saying in a real nice way, I'm indirectly fighting with this little girl advocating for. And they're indirect, well, no, it was quite direct. They try to tell me basically I don't have the rights. They didn't say it. But when you're telling me how in their rights, their rights, their rights, yeah, you, you're concerned about them losing, like you losing a job because it's another person that's independent economically. So therefore, it's another person that's not working with the state. And the state is not working for them. It is not benefiting them. So you stop being scum. I, I don't like scum, scumish people. You know, I don't care where you're from or who, who raised you. If you're wrong, you're just wrong. And that's where I'm at. So look, and you see an opportunity to give a damn about people don't make apologies for it this is a part of the good part of you that exists and you should entertain that you should embrace that and you should not be embarrassed of that because that's a part of who you are that's what you're attracted to you can't help to gravitate to that see i have my justifications when it comes down to getting mad and upset i get upset at people who enjoy hurting people for their own pleasure I don't like them motherfuckers. And if you like them people, I don't know what to tell you. But that's not me. Long story short, to love, even with animals and creatures and other creatures and plants and different things in life that is miraculously beautiful, what are you going to do with it? What is the choice you want to make? Because all of them deserve I want to say the word deserve. We deserve to give to them. Let me say that again. We deserve to give a damn. We deserve to love and support them in any way or take care of them. Just like kids. I, I refer to animals. People love their damn animals. And I, I'm one of the people that do, fortunately. Not to report that I'm a vegetarian, but I do enjoy taking care of them. They have their own spirit, own person, soul, I'm sorry, and their own personality. They are something simply amazing. I, ca I capture passion and nature meets me all the time. And um, they need to be taken care of. So I'll make a reference to the smaller creatures because some people, they don't understand the whole taking care of kids. Some people don't like kids. Okay, that's a lot of people don't like kids. I'm not one of them, but I'm just saying, 
for this little girl to be playing in rubble, doing things that you see in a third world country in our own backyard, it hurts, especially for the, the case managers and things that works for the state. Me being a tourist, I knew they would come at me the wrong way. I know who the fuck I am. I'm a leader when I have to be. For people who can't talk for themselves, them people, I'm a leader for. I'll be their voice. I, I got their back because no one has their back. I know how it feels to be hurt and tormented and no one stand up for you. And they have the power to stand up for you. And they choose not to. Matter of fact, they may more find the problem at hand instead of really managing and dealing with the power, the problem at hand. Instead, they make fun and they make the situation, they re-victimize people all over again. There's people in the state that's like that. And there's other people in the state that help out as well. I'm not saying all of my fucked up individuals. No, please don't hear that. I had a right to be angry. I don't make excuses for that. What I am saying is, these pitiful people, how dare they sleep at night, what they do. At least they tell us that. A lot of people play a lot of little head games, right? So, I'm going to leave it here. So, what do you give a damn about? What do you choose to love or not to love? You ain't got to answer me. I'm not God. You can answer to you. And my point is, I hope you choose to love. I hope you choose to protect and support others when you have the ability to do it. I hope you choose not to turn an eye to the saga situation that you see that you can help out with. This has been a Tamika podcast of to love and not to love. Over and out.